Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our daily reading conference call on the Course in Miracles Original Edition. We read from the text of the Course in Miracles Original Edition, which is published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. <clears throat> you can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net jcim.net where if you mouse over the link at top for the original edition you will see the link to read ACIMOE on that same drop down menu there is a link to subscribe to an excellent daily email sent to you by the Course in Miracles Society which contains both the workbook lesson and the text reading for the day my name is Lemoyne Castle, and this call happens for and with you every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Well, sorry. <laughs> okay, from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Today we are continuing our reading of chapter 31 with the section the Savior's vision section 7 and at the top of the hour we'll pause for remembrance of our lesson for the day lesson 334 today I claim the gifts forgiveness gives and that remembrance is led by plan again today And so uh, let me let me ask Lori, do you have an opening you'd like to offer us this morning? Well, I sure do, Lemoyne. I was really happy to find the whole poem that contains a favorite stanza of mine from Rumi, and, and the whole poem goes like this. Forget the world, and so command the world. Be a lamp or a lifeboat, or a ladder. Help help someone's soul heal. Walk out of your house like a shepherd. Stay in the spiritual fire and let it cook you. You have been a source of pain. Now you'll be the delight. You have been an unsafe house. Now you'll be the one who sees the invisible. I said this, and a voice came to my ear. If you become this, you will be capital that. Then silence, and now more silence. Today I claim the gifts, forgiveness gifts. Amen. Thank you, Lori. Thank you. Lori. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Mm. All right, well, um, let's see. I'll go through the list here. With us in reading this morning, we have Lori, Robin Marie, Fran, Yvonne, Donna, Jessica, Harrison, Micah, and Sandra. And Roz, we have Roz with us who's listening. Is there anyone else who's joined who would like to say good morning or join 
reading list? Good morning. This is Ida. I'm listening. Good Thank morning. You, Patricia here, listening to. Thank you. Morning, Patricia. Morning. All right, well, we have long reading, so let me get it started with Chapter 31, The Simplicity of Salvation, Section 7, The Savior's Vision, Paragraph 68. Learning is change. Salvation does not seek to use a means as yet too alien to your thinking to be helpful, nor to make the kinds of change you could not recognize. Concepts are needed while perception lasts, and changing concepts is salvation's task. For it must deal in contrast, not in truth, which has no opposite and cannot change. Sorry, back up a bit. Concepts are needed while perceptions last, and changing concepts is salvation's task. For it must deal in contrast, not in truth, which has no opposite and cannot change. In this world's concepts are the guilty, quote, bad, the, quote, good, are innocent. And no one here but holds the concept of himself in which he counts the, quote, good to pardon the, quote, unquote, bad. Nor does he trust the so-called good in anyone, believing that the seeming bad must lurk behind. This concept emphasizes treachery, and trust becomes impossible. Nor could it change while you perceive the, quote, bad in you. Lori. Uh, chapter 31, Section 7, The Savior's Vision. Paragraph 68. Learning is change. Salvation does not seek to use the means as yet too alien to your thinking to be helpful, nor to make the kinds of change you could not recognize. Concepts are needed while perception lasts, and changing concepts is salvation's task. For it must deal in contrast, not in truth, which has no opposite and cannot change. In this world's, in this world's concepts are the guilty, quote-unquote, bad, the, quote-unquote, good, are innocent. And no one here but holds a concept of himself in which he counts the so-called good to pardon him, the, quote-unquote, bad, nor does he trust the so-called good in anyone, believing that the quote-unquote bad must lurk behind. This concept emphasizes treachery, and trust becomes impossible. Nor could it change while you perceive the quote-unquote bad in you. 69. You could not recognize your so-called evil thoughts as long as you see value in attack. You will perceive them sometimes, but will not see them as meaningless, and so they come in fearful form, 
with content still concealed to shake your sorry concept of yourself and blacken it with still another so-called crime. You cannot give yourself your innocence, for you are too confused about yourself. But should one brother dawn upon your sight as wholly worthy of forgiveness, then your concept of yourself is wholly changed. Your so-called evil thoughts have been forgiven with his because you let them all affect you not. No longer did you choose that you should be the sign of evil and of guilt in him. And as you gave your trust to what is good in him, you gave it to the good in you. Thank you, Lori. And Robin Marie. Sixty-nine. You could not recognize your so-called evil thoughts as long as you see value in attack. You will perceive them sometimes, but will not see them as meaningless. And so they come in fearful form, with content still concealed, to shake your sorry concept of yourself and blacken it with still another so-called crime. You cannot give yourself your innocence for you are too confused about yourself. But should one brother dawn upon your sight as wholly worthy of forgiveness, then your concept of yourself is wholly changed. Your so-called evil thoughts have been forgiven with his, because you let them all affect you not. No longer did you choose that you should be the sign of evil and of guilt in him. And as you gave your trust to what is good in him, you gave it to the good in you. 70. In terms of concepts, it is thus you see him more than just a body. <clears throat> For the good is never what the body seems to be. The actions of the body are perceived as coming from the so-called baser part of you, and thus of him as well. By focusing upon the good in him, the body grows decreasingly persistent in your sight and will at length be seen a little more than just a shadow circling round the good. And this will be your concept of yourself. When you have reached the world beyond the sight, your eyes alone can offer you to see. For you will not interpret what you see without the capital aid that God has given you. And in his sight... There is another world. Amen. Thank you, Robin Marie. And Fran. 70. In terms of concepts, it is thus you see him more than just a body. For the good is never what the body seems to be. The actions of the body are perceived as something from the quote-unquote baser part of you and thus of him as well. By focusing upon the good then, the body grows decreasingly persistent in your sight and will at once be seen as little more than just a shadow circling round the good. And this will be your concept of yourself. When you have reached the world beyond the sight, your eyes alone can offer you to see. For you will not interpret what you see without the aid that God has given you. And in his sight, there is another world. 71. You live in that world just as much as this. For both are concepts of yourself 
which can be interchanged, but never jointly held. The contrast is far greater than you think, for you will love this concept of yourself because it was not made for you alone. Born as a gift for someone not perceived to be yourself, it has been given you. For your forgiveness offered unto him has been accepted now for both of you. Thank you, friend. And Yvonne. Thank you, Fran. Thank you, Lemoyne. 71. You live in that world just as much as this. For both are concepts of yourself, which can be interchanged, but never jointly held. The contrast is far greater than you think, for you will love this concept of yourself because it was not made for you alone. Born as a gift or someone not perceived to be yourself, it has been given you. For your forgiveness offered unto him has been accepted now for both of you. Have faith in him who walks with you so that your fearful concept of yourself may change. And look upon the good in him that you may not be frightened by your evil thoughts because they do not cloud your view of him. All of Excuse me. And all this shift requires is that you be willing that this happy change occur. No more than this is asked. On its behalf, remember what the concept of yourself, which now you hold, has brought you in its wake. And welcome the glad contrast offered you. Hold out your hand that you may have the gift of kind forgiveness which you offer one whose need for it is just the same as yours. And let the cruel concept of yourself be changed to one which brings the peace of God. Thank you. Thank you, Yvonne. And Donna. Seventy-two. Have faith in him who walks with you so that your fearful concept of yourself may change. Now look upon the good in him that you may not be frightened by your evil thoughts because they do not cloud your view of him. And all this shift requires is that you be willing that this happy change occur no more than this is asked. On his behalf, remember what the concept of yourself, which now you hold, has brought you in its wake and welcome the glad contrast offered you. Hold out your hand that you may have the gift of kind forgiveness, which you offer one whose need for it is just the same as yours. And let the cruel concept of yourself be changed to one which brings the peace of God. 73. The concept of yourself, which now you hold, would guarantee your function here remained forever unaccomplished and undone. 
and thus it dooms you to a bitter sense of deep depression and futility. Yet it need not be fixed unless you choose to hold it past the hope of change and keep it static and concealed within your mind. Give it instead to him who understands the change that it needs to let it serve the function given you to bring you peace that you may offer peace to have it yours. Alternatives are in your mind to use and you can see yourself another way. Would you not rather look upon yourself as needed for salvation of the world instead of a salvation's enemy? Instead, would you not rather look upon yourself as needed for salvation of the world instead of as salvation's enemy? Thank you, Donna. And Jessica. Thanks, Lamorne. 73. The concept of yourself, which now you hold, would guarantee your function here remains forever unaccomplished and undone. And thus, it dooms you to a bitter sense of deep depression and futility. Yet it need not be fixed unless you choose to hold it past the hope of change and keep it static and concealed within your mind. Give it instead to him who understands the changes that it needs and let it serve the function given you to bring you peace that you may offer peace who have it yours. Alternatives are in your mind to use and you can see yourself another way. Would you not rather look upon yourself as needed for salvation of the world instead of as salvation's enemy? 74. The concept of the self stands like a shield, a silent barricade before the truth and hides it from your sight. All things you see are images because you look on them as through a barrier which dims your sight and warps your vision so that you behold nothing with clarity. The light is kept from everything you see. At most, you glimpse a shadow of what lies beyond. At least, you merely look on darkness and perceive the terrified imaginings that come from guilty thoughts and concepts born of fear. And what you see is hell, for fear is hell. All that is given you is for release. The sight, the vision, and the the inner guide all lead you out of hell with those you love beside you and the universe with them. Thank you, Jessica. And Harrison. 74. 
concept of the self stands like a shield, a silent barricade before the truth, and hides it from your sight. All things you see are images because you look on them as to a barrier which dims your sight and warps your vision so that you behold nothing with clarity. The light is kept from everything you see. At most, you glimpse a shadow of what lies beyond. At least, you merely look on darkness and perceive the terrified imaginings that come from guilty thoughts and concepts born of fear. And what you see is hell, for fear is hell. All that is given you is for release, the sight, the vision, and the inner guide all lead you out of hell with those you love beside you and the universe with them. 75. Behold your role within the universe. To every part of true creation, as the Lord of love and life entrusted all salvation from the misery of hell. And to each one has he allowed the grace to be a savior to the holy ones, especially entrusted to his care. And this he learns when he first looks upon one brother as he looks upon himself and sees the mirror of himself and him. Thus is the concept of himself laid by, for nothing stands between his sight and what he looks upon to judge what he beholds. And in this single vision does he see the face of Christ and understands he looks on everyone as he beholds this capital O one. For there is light where darkness was before, and now the veil is lifted from his sight. Thank you, Harrison. And Micah. Okay. 75. <clears throat> Behold your role within the universe. To every part of true creation, as the Lord of love and life entrusted all salvation from the misery of hell. 
And to each one has he allowed the grace to be a savior to the holy ones, especially entrusted to his care. And and this he learns when first he looks upon one brother as he looks upon himself and sees the mirror of himself in him. Thus is the concept of himself laid by. For nothing stands between his sight and what he looks upon to judge what he beholds. And in this single vision does he see the face of Christ and understands he looks on everyone as he beholds this one. For there is light where darkness was before and now the veil is lifted from his sight. 76. The veil across the face of Christ, the fear of God and of salvation, and the love of guilt and death, they all are different names for just one error. That there is a space between you and your brother, kept apart by an illusion of yourself, which holds him off from you and you away from him. The sword of judgment is the weapon which you give to the illusion of yourself that it may fight to keep the space that holds your brother off, unoccupied by love. Yet while you hold this sword, you must perceive the body as yourself, for you are bound to separation from the sight of him who holds the mirror to another view of what he is, thus what you must be. Thank you, Micah. And Sandra. 76. The veil across the face of Christ, the fear of God and of salvation, and the love of guilt and death. They are, they all are different names for just one error. That there is space between you and your brother, kept apart by an illusion of yourself, which holds him off from you and you away from him. The sword of judgment is the weapon which you give to the illusion of yourself that it may fight to keep the space that holds your brother off occupied by love. Yet, while you hold this sword, you must perceive the body as yourself. For you are bound to separation from the sight of him who holds the mirror to another view of what he is and thus what you must be. 77. What is temptation but the wish to stay in hell and misery? And what could this give rise to but an image of yourself that can be miserable and remain in hell and torment? Who has learned to see his brother not as this, has saved himself and thus is he a savior to the rest. To everyone has God entrusted all because a partial savior 
would be one who is but partly saved. The holy ones whom God has given each of you to save are everyone you meet or look upon, not knowing who they are, all those you saw an instant and forgot, and those you knew a long while since, and those you will yet meet, the unremembered and the not yet born. For God has given you his Son to save from every concept that he ever held. Thank you, Sandra. And is there a new reader to continue with 77 and 78? Okay, one more time. Is there a new reader for 77 and 8? Back to you, Lori. What is temptation but the wish to stay in hell misery? What could this give rise to but an image of yourself that can be miserable and remain in hell and torment? Who has learned to see his brother not as this, has saved himself, and thus is he a savior to the rest. To everyone has God entrusted all because a partial savior would be one who is but partly saved. The holy ones whom God has given each of you to save are everyone you meet or look upon, not knowing who they are, all those you saw an instant and forgot, and those you knew a long while since, and those you will meet, the unremembered and the not yet born. For God has given you his son to save from every concept that he has ever held. 78. Yet, while you wish to stay in hell, how could you be the Savior of the Son of God? How would you know His holiness while you see Him apart from yours? For holiness is seen through holy eyes that look upon the innocence within and thus expect to see it everywhere. And so they call it forth in everyone they look upon that He may be what they expect of Him. This is the Savior's vision, that he see his innocence in all he looks upon and sees his own salvation everywhere. He holds no concept of himself between his calm and open eyes and what he sees. He brings the light to what he looks upon that he may see it as it really is. Thank you, Lori. And Robin Marie. Seventy-eight. Yet, while you wish to stay in hell, how could you be the Savior of the Son of God? How would you know His holiness while you see Him apart from yours? For holiness is seen through holy eyes that look upon the innocence within and thus expect to see it everywhere. And so they call it forth in everyone they look upon, that he may be what they expect of him. 
This is the Savior's vision, that he sees his innocence in all he looks upon and sees his own salvation everywhere. He holds no concept of himself between his calm and open eyes and what he sees. He brings the light to what he looks upon, that he may see it as it really is. 79. Whatever form temptation seems to take, it always but reflects the wish to be a self which you are not. And from that wish, a concept rises, teaching that you are the thing you wish to be. It will remain your concept of yourself until the wish that fathered it no longer is held dear. But while you cherish it, you will behold your brother in the likeness of the self whose image has the wish begot of you. For vision can but represent a wish because it has no power to create. Yet it can look with love or look with hate, depending only on the simple choice of whether you would join with what you see or keep yourself apart and separate. Thank you, Robin Marie. And Fran. 79. Whatever form temptation seems to take, it always but reflects a wish to be a self which you are not. And from that wish, a concept rises, teaching that you are the thing you wish to be. It will remain your concept of yourself until the wish that fathered it no longer is held dear. But while you cherish it, you will behold your brother in the likeness of the self whose image has the wish begot of you. For vision can but represent a wish because it has no power to create. Yet it can look with love or look with hate depending only on the simple choice of whether you would join with what you see or keep yourself apart and separate. 80. The Savior's vision is as innocent of what your brother is as it is free of any judgment made upon yourself. It sees no past in anyone at all, and thus it serves a wholly open mind, unclouded by old concepts, and prepared to look on only what the present holds. <coughs> Excuse me. It cannot judge because it does not know. And recognizing this, it merely asks, quote, what is the meaning of what I behold? Unquote. Then is the answer given, and the door held open for the face of Christ to shine upon the one who asks in innocence to see beyond the veil of old ideas and ancient concepts held so long and dear against the vision of the Christ in you. Are you on mute, Yvonne? No, I was waiting your direction. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Maybe I was confused about my mute. Um, Okay. My 80. 80, okay. The Savior's vision is as innocent of what your brother is 
as it is free of any judgment made upon yourself. It sees no past in anyone at all, and thus it serves a wholly open mind, unclouded by old concepts and prepared to look on only what the present holds. It cannot judge because it does not know, and recognizing this, it merely asks, what is the meaning of what I behold? Then is the answer given, and the door held open for the face of Christ to shine upon the one who asks in innocence to see beyond the veil of old ideas and ancient concepts held so long and dear against the vision of the Christ in you. 81. Be vigilant against temptation then, remembering that it is but a wish, insane and meaningless, to make yourself a thing which you are not. And think as well upon the thing that you would be instead. It is a thing of madness, pain and death, a thing of treachery and black despair, of failing dreams and no remaining hope except to die and, and end the dream of fear. This is temptation, nothing more than this. Can this be difficult to choose again? Consider what temptation is and see the real alternatives you choose instead. There are but two. Be not deceived by what appears as many choices. There is hell or heaven, and of these you choose but one. Thank you, Lamai. Thank you, Yvonne. And Donna. 81. Be vigilant against temptation, then. Remembering that it is but a wish, insane and meaningless, to make yourself a thing which you are not. And think as well upon the thing that you would be instead. It is a thing of madness, pain, and death. A thing of treachery and black despair, of failing dreams and no remaining hope except to die and end the dream of fear. This is temptation, nothing more than this. Can this be difficult to choose against? Consider what temptation is and see the real alternative you choose between. There are but two. Be not deceived by what appears as many choices. There is hell or heaven. And all of these, and of these, you choose but one. 82. Let not the world's light given unto you be hidden from the world. It needs the light. For it is dark indeed, and men despair because the Savior's vision is withheld, and when and what they see is death. Their Savior stands unknowing and unknown, beholding them with eyes unopened, and they cannot see until he looks on them with seeing eyes and offers them forgiveness with his own. Can you, to whom God says, release my son, 
be tempted not to listen when you learn that it is you for whom he asks release? And what but this is what this course would teach? And what but this is there for you to learn? Well, thank you, Donna. And Jessica. Thank you. 82. Let not the world's light given unto you be hidden from the world. It needs the light, for it is dark indeed, and men despair because the Savior's vision is withheld, and what they see is death. Their Savior stands unknowing and unknown, beholding them with eyes unopened, and they cannot see until he looks on them with seeing eyes and offers them forgiveness with his own. And you to whom God says, Release my son, be tempted not to listen when you learn that it is you for whom he asks release? And what but this is what this course would teach? And what but this is there for you to learn? Thank you, Jessica. And, uh, yeah, in terms of the summary, I I think this is the summary. <laughs> this is the summary section on the course in a in a real way. And uh, just a few things I want to point at. That uh, I see, as a lot of this is structured, there is a first part, what I'd like to call the hinge, and then the conclusion. And the hinge here is uh, the concept of yourself, which you now would hold, would guarantee your function here remain forever unaccomplished and undone. From 73, from 74, the concept, the concept itself, the concept of the self itself stands like a shield, a silent barricade before the truth and hides it from your sight. And uh, from 75, behold your role within the universe to every part of true creation as the Lord of love and life entrusted all salvation from the misery of hell. And to each one he has he allowed the grace to be a savior to the holy ones, especially entrusted to his care. And then uh, from 77... The holy ones whom God has given each of you to save are everyone you meet or look upon, not knowing who they are, all those you saw an instant and forgot, and those you knew a long while since, and those you will yet meet, the unremembered and the not yet born. For God has given you 
his son to save from every concept that he ever held. From 76 here, the sword of judgment is the weapon which you give to the concept, the illusion of yourself, that it may fight to keep the space that holds your brother off unoccupied by love. And uh, <clears throat> and the vision. Uh oh, there it is. Okay, I'm wrong. This is the Savior's vision that he see his innocence in all he looks upon and sees his own salvation everywhere. He holds no concept of himself between his calm and open eyes and what he sees. He brings the light to what he looks upon that he may see it as it really is. And the Savior's vision is as innocent of what your brother is as it is free of any judgment you made upon our on yourself. It sees no past in anyone at all. And thus it serves a wholly open mind, unclouded by old concepts, and prepared to look only on what the present holds. It cannot judge because it does not know. And recognizing this, it merely asks, what is the meaning of what I behold? Then is the answer given. And the door held open for the face of Christ to shine upon the one who asks in innocence to see beyond the veil of old ideas and ancient concepts held so long and dear against the vision of the Christ in you. And <laughs> so... Um, let me just read, I just would like to reread 82. Let not the world's light given unto you be hidden from the world. It needs the light, for it is dark indeed, and men despair because the Savior's vision is withheld, and what they see is death. Their Savior stands unknowing and unknown, beholding them with eyes unopened. And they cannot see until he looks on them with seeing eyes and offers them forgiveness with his own. And you to whom God says, release my son, be tempted not to listen when you learn that it is you for whom he asks release. And what but this is what this course will teach. <clears throat> and what but this is there for us to learn. Thank you, Lemoyne. Thank you, Lemoyne. Well, you're all 
certainly welcome. I'm very thankful to be, I want to say drag. That's my own concept, perhaps, play there, <laughs> that choice of that word. But to be in this place where, okay, now summarize. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, then I can listen and be glad. And, uh, you know, the emphasis is this, is this vision. And it's available. If we just stop preserving, defending the gap with the sort of judgment. <clears throat> And so I'm, I'm complete and very thankful to be here. And, uh, and I turn to you, friend. Will you lead us now in the remembrance of today's lesson? Sure. Thank you. Hi, everybody. We are in the second part of the workbook, and the theme that we're on now is what is the ego? And the lesson for today is lesson 334. Today, I claim the gifts forgiveness gives. So I shall read some from What is the Ego? The ego is idolatry, the sign of limited and separated self, born in a body, doomed to suffer and to end its life in death. It is the will that sees the will of God as enemy and takes a form in which it is denied. The ego is insane. In its insanity, it thinks it has become a victor over God himself. And in its terrible autonomy, it quote-unquote sees the will of God has been destroyed. To know reality is not to see the ego and its thoughts, its works, its acts, its laws and its beliefs, its dreams, its hopes, its plans for its salvation, and the cost belief in it entails. In suffering, the price for faith in it is so immense that crucifixion of the Son of God is offered daily at its darkened shrine and blood must flow before the altar where its sickly followers prepare to die. Yet, will one lily of forgiveness change the darkness into light, the altar to illusions, to the shrine of life itself, and peace will be restored. And we'll go over to the lesson. Lesson 334. Today I claim the gifts forgiveness gives. I will not wait another day to find the treasures which my Father offers me. Illusions must be vain and dreams are gone, even while they are woven out of thoughts that rest on false perception. Let me not accept such meager gifts again today. God's voice is offering the peace of God to all who hear and choose to follow him. This is my choice today. And so I go to find the treasures that God has given me. I seek but the eternal, for your son can be content with nothing less than this. What then can be his solace but what you are offering to his bewildered mind and frightened heart to give him certainty and bring him peace? Today, 
I would behold my brother sinless. This your will for me, for thus will I behold my sinlessness. And we'll take a moment and reflect on this. Lesson 334. Today I claim the gifts forgiveness gives. God's voice is offering the peace of God to all who hear and choose to follow him. This is my choice today. And so I go to find the treasures God has given me. I seek but the eternal. Lesson 334. Today I claim the gifts forgiveness gives. Amen. Beautiful, Fran. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Fran. Thank you, Fran. Thank you, Fran. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Fran, again. And this is Yvonne. Just want to. My attention was brought today to the word claim. Today I claim the gifts God gifts forgiveness gives, and I uh, remember from lesson 168 where he says the grace your grace has given me I claim it now. This thought about claiming something is very interesting to me because. Uh, We're not asking, we're not pleading, we're not just petitioning and saying, please help. We know that forgiveness is given. We know our great grace has given us. We know forgiveness is is ours. We know God's love is, we are love and God is love. And we know all these things. So if we already know, that's my, my thinking now. If I already know that, then obviously I just have to claim it. I have to claim what God has already given me. God has given me everything. God is everything. So it's all there. It's just my, I don't see it because, you know, I'm, my heart is not shined up. My mind is not clear or, you know, whatever it is. The veil is, is very heavy. But as, as as long as I see the word claim, it just it just shakes things up. It's just, oh, I just have to claim it. That means I know it's already mine. I know I am that. I know I am a child of God. I know I am love. I know I am spirit. It, it's, it, it's, very, it's very enlightening and very uplifting for me. So 
I'm complete. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Yvonne. Oh, great was, point. That was that great, Yvonne. I agree. Thank, thank you. Terrific. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, that was a terrific point, uh, Jessica. Today I claim the gift forgiveness gives. <clears throat> what does what is the gift that forgiveness gives? It's my innocence. And if forgiveness gives me my innocence, in order for me to claim it, I have to give you the same thing. Because I don't know it unless I give it. I only know what I extend. So if I'm extending forgiveness, compassion, understanding, innocence, then then I can claim it. It's mine. Because I can't give what I don't have. So today I claim my innocence and I give it to all my brothers and sisters. And it's interesting how I came up to claim my innocence. I had had a second cancer diagnosis, and I said, okay, Holy Spirit, show me the truth about this. What am I supposed to be learning from this? And I got a huge download that I was innocent. That's what I was supposed to be learning from this diagnosis, that I was innocent, and that I was still holding guilt and shame in my body, and that's what this cancer was. And so I let it go. I did a medical procedure, and then I didn't do medical procedures because that's what my guidance was telling me, and I'm fine. And I will never have cancer again. I claim that too. I'm complete. Bless you, Sandra. Thank you so much. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. Good morning. This is Donna. Thanks be to God for that living light. Wow, thank you. That's to everyone. Um, I saw the word truth in paragraph 68. And then uh, good was spoken a lot of in the different paragraphs. And then down to about 70, it just came to get kind together for me says, there is only good to be seen. All else is judgment requiring correction of perception. And now that I say that, that sounds like what Sandra was telling us. And then this beautiful thing in 75. Behold, (laughs) creation, the Lord of love and life entrusted all salvation from hell 
the Lord of love and life allowed the grace to be Savior to the Holy Ones, especially entrusted to his care. And from 77, to everyone God has God entrusted all. God has given each of you to save everyone you meet or look upon, not knowing who they are, all those you saw an instant and forgot, and those you knew a long while since, and those you will yet meet, the unremembered and the not yet born. For God has given given you his son to save from every concept that he ever held. I am complete. Thank you, Donna. This is really good, Donna. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Donna. That reminds me of something I've experienced in going through this book a few times of like getting this thing of everyone. Yeah, yeah. For everyone. Get it. For everyone. And then, you know, after about a year I realized I'm not including myself in that. <laughs> like everyone. Anyway. So thank you for emphasizing that because that had a little little bump, little speed bump, a little tiny pile of dust still there about including myself and everyone. And uh, that's what enables it to start with each of us. Uh, I'm I'm complete. I just want to ask Robin Marie, did you have something you wanted to say earlier? I heard you pop in and I know you have to leave. So. Well, um, no, just thank you so much, everybody. It's absolutely wonderful to meet with you all in the morning. Starts my day off perfect. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. I amen that. Thanks for being here. Good morning. This is Patricia. The share today and this word claim and claiming our story and uh, being who I am, I hear, and God's glory through that, through claiming the Christ story, which is us. It awakens today in me listening a moment when I was very critical in my life and I got to that, you know, being grabbed suddenly by Christ and lifted and said, oh, Patricia, I'm so excited now because what we have that we didn't have when I walked the earth, we have new language. We have it. 
and I'm teaching you the language, brand new, brand new language. And so that's reawakened in me, that moment when that happened. Uh, And uh, I changed so much because I was unable to speak very well back then. And it comforted me to go, oh, I don't have such a problem when Christ is saying it's time to learn a new language anyway. So to get to the point, the one that is so strong this month was that the word fear, Patricia, it actually doesn't exist anymore. So here's the way it goes. The word is being replaced by the same beginning Found, but it's the word focus. So every time you hear someone say fear, every time you feel something like fear, say focus and I will teach you a new language. And I'll be darned, you guys, if I wasn't on a miracle, uh, you know, share with uh, some people this week and I was sharing that with them, that I'm using this word focus. So if something comes in my mind like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm afraid, oh, I am refocusing, I'm called to focus, I am frightened, I am focusing, refocusing. So I'm sharing how that's changing and liberating what we pray for as innocence, it's actually reformatting pure, pure innocence and informing me whenever fear is in somebody else or a story or me, and I can, I see it the way Christ is saying, focus, I move to, oh, there's confusion here. Oh, there's refocusing here and it's so liberating this new language so I shared it and then I'll be darned if it's starting to become automatic and not more not so effortful where I was going along yesterday and I just heard Patricia you're focused and I went what and it was like it was really would have been the sensation of fear. But it quickly just eliminated that word altogether and went straight to the Christ pointer of refocus. You're focusing. Oh, look, focus. So anyway, that's a little contribution of claiming a language of love. Thank you. That was beautiful, Patricia. Thank you. Thank you, Patricia. Patricia? I just have to jump into the silence and say it's so wonderful to feel that used to be 
love or fear. Now it's love and refocus. It's whole and complete. Thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you, Patricia. Yeah. Thank you. Um, this is Sandra, and and the refocus is, um, I mean, I was, I believed that I was a victim, uh, and I was brought up to, you know, to believe that, and I took on that identity, and because I took on that identity of victim, I kept attracting attracting more situations and circumstances so that I could believe what I thought of myself that I was a victim. And this, the Savior's vision is that I'm, un, I'm innocent. Not only am I innocent, so are you. So is the, what I might call the victimizer. That we're innocent. And that's, that's the identity the, the, that I had to learn. It's the identity of innocence for myself and for everyone. And it's... It's so freeing. It's, it creates connection, which I crave so desperately. You know, I, if, I'm a, if I receive the love of God and the, and the forgiveness of God, the only way I can know that I've received it is to give it. And I can't give it if I don't see myself as innocent and, and those that I'm giving it to as innocent. So... The new vision for me is that is one of innocence. I'm complete. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you. Thank you, Sandra. This is Micah. <clears throat> uh, let's see. This, this is such a beautiful uh, section today. And um, let's see where where I, <clears throat> things got really interesting. Well, I loved how Jesus highlights our relationship and my relationship to the Holy Spirit. Like in uh, paragraph 70. For you will not interpret what you see without the aid that God has given you. And in his sight, there is another world. And that it's such a, um, a deep surrendering that, that, I, that I'm called to do. You know, even, even my awareness. I um, can't remember the quote right now, but it was about surrendering your awareness to the Holy Spirit. I'll try to find that later. And um, 
it, this this movement and this dance we do with this, and the Holy Spirit is, Jesus says, is nothing but our own right mind, capital M mind, of course. Um, that's the way I spell it anyway. Um, and then in paragraph 73, uh, he's talking about give it instead to the Holy Spirit who understands the changes that it needs to let it serve the function given you to bring you peace. And it, this, like letting go, and um, I came across, it made me want to read another, read another quote about the Holy Spirit. And I uh, came up with this one. You are not bereft of help, and help that knows the answer. Would you be content with little, which is all that you alone can offer yourself, when he who gives you everything will simply offer it to you? Um, it's just a, more and more it's about a surrender Letting go, the Eastern saying the last thing to go is the feeling of somebody doing the work and we're kind of gently being weaned from the ego. And um, and I also like here this movement that opened up uh, in the next, in paragraph 71, where it says, you know, that this, in his sight there is another world. You, and then in 71, you live in that world just as much as this. For both are concept, uh, concepts of yourself, which can be interchanged. And, I, and it was kind of interesting. It, it's a complex statement. And so where I went with it, and maybe others have another interpretation, but where, where I went to it was, um, as awareness looks on the changeless dwelling place or, or the the portal into our shared identity of uh, of unity and the lifting out of body identification into this unity, there there is still a, a feeling, even though the, the the sense of being has you know expanded out of just being body identified. You know, it's it's, it's just like it says here: you live in that world just as much as this. Space-time hasn't disappeared. The body is still here, and yet its awareness is expanded you know, into that other realm. Uh, anyhow, that was... I thought that was a, you know, a profound kind of highlight there. Uh, let's see. Off, and then also, and I have a mark on 74. Let me see if I can find out what this was about. Uh, all things you see are images. Oh, yeah. This this is where I really got a feeling of of how when our awareness lifts into the mind and we become, we understand that we are mind. We are not these bodies. And, and this mind is literally creating in consciousness the projection of time space. Like a dream at night. It's literally doing that. And so this 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 paragraph is what opened up that lens uh, briefly for a while. All things you see are images because you look on them as through a barrier which dims your sight. And that barrier is just my body identification that I'm a I'm a mica looking at at a world. 
instead of the mind that's creating the, the dream of the world. Um, you look, or I'll read it again, all things you see are images because you look on them as through a barrier which dims your sight and warps your vision so that you behold nothing with clarity. The, cl- the only clarity is when we, our awareness lifts into that mind that sees the, the dream it's creating and, and, uh, and the awareness is permeating both, cause and effect are one. Um, light is kept from everything you see. At most, you glimpse a shadow of what lies beyond. Uh, let's see, and then there were some other highlights. I liked how he moved this into um, uh, into unity, and it was it was in the uh, uh, lesson also in what is the ego, where he said, "The ego is the sign of a limited and separated self," and that seemed to tie in beautifully with what he's saying in seventy six. Uh, let's see, where did I end up? One error. There's one error that there is a space between you and your brother kept apart by an illusion of yourself. And that oneness is going on right right where we are right now, right where I am right now. And the only thing that's keeping me separate is just this illusion. And sometimes that's, that's all I can do is just study this illusion of myself. And then, and then what's curious is God's even there. You know, it's, uh, that's another lens to look to. And um, let's see, a little further on in that paragraph. Uh, yet while you hold this sword, you must perceive the body as yourself. I guess what I wanted to say, I, I, am, I am bound to separation as long as I see the body as myself. Because that's what he says. Uh, yet while you hold this sword, you must perceive the body as yourself, for you are bound to separation. And uh, it's this body uh, sense of self that um, is the barrier. And let's see. And then I love it in the unity reference here. In uh, I'm sorry, I'm rambling a little bit. 77. For God has given you His Son save from every concept that he ever held. And up above in that paragraph, he's giving you all these examples of people you'll meet and everyone you've seen. You know, there's only one son. And, and that's, uh, boy, what a beautiful portal into oneness that is. Um, well, I think I'll just... Uh, Oh, and there's another beautiful reference to unity here in 79, where the simple choice of whether you would join with what you see or keep yourself apart and separate. And I can't join with what I see unless my awareness lifts out of body identification and moves into what Eckhart Tolle calls space consciousness or the spacious self of the course of love. And their unity just flows like a river. And um, I can see examples of it, though, where when cause and effect are one and love is flowing through the dream and you look in people's eyes and the whole atmosphere of the moment is just saturated with love and light. 
and cause and effect are one. It's uh, anyway. I, I guess that's it. Thanks. Thank you, Micah. Yes, thank you, Micah. Cause and effect. Thank you, Micah. You're welcome. Thank you, Micah. You're welcome, brother. Good morning, everybody. I um, love listening to everyone's shares. Thank you. And I have a few words that are popping up on the billboard of my mind. And um, someone mentioned the word claim. Um, the words that are popping up to me, um, both from the text and the lesson today, are um, eternal and behold, and I was thinking, I love that word, behold, it's being and holding together, um, going beyond the knowing mind, the old mind, all the ancient thoughts, all the thoughts of the past that comprise the totality of consciousness, thinking that it knows something, um, going to the unknown and how how do I know 
what is unknowable in myself, that which is formless and undefinable and unrecognizable because it it has never not been known. Um, These are all very interesting questions to me. Something new, something new, something fresh, something innocent of any thought from the past. Um, To be and hold it as what it is right here, right now. That word eternity, I am what I am right here, right now. And in be and holding everything, being everything and having everything is the unicity, is the grace of the kingdom of God. Having and being are reconciled in my mind. Everything I am be and holding within my mind is what I am. I am what I am. I'm not what I think I am. Thinking about stuff is all of the ego. It's all in naming and describing and making different, making other than differences, making something different from that which I am, be, being, and holding. So it's in the, it's in the um, being, or being lovingly, knowingly, here and now, with what is, what merely is right here and right now, without judgment, without fear, without resistance, without opposition, that the peace and the power and the love of God is within me, the peace that opposes nothing, the love that loves everything, the peace that is at one with everything, that opposes nothing, resists nothing, rejects nothing, without exception, not a single thing, does it make into a thing separate from itself? Huge. Absolutely huge. I seek but the eternal, for I am what I am can be content with nothing less than this. Having and being everything. Being and holding and in love with everything. Love is creating Love as itself in every moment, eternally becoming, extending. The certainty and the peace that comes with that. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) It's still as quiet in this place. (laughs) Nothing more to say. I love you all. Thank you for being with me. We are blessed. Yes, indeed. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. (laughs) Behold. (laughs) Nice.
Hello, good morning, everyone. This is Lori. And, uh, Go ahead, Lori. Love you. Huh? Am, am I on mute? No. Um, no. What a pri- what a privilege! What a privilege we have to join each other every morning like this. <laughs> I was thinking back to um, six or seven years ago before I came to this group and how I held so many thoughts about the nature of the world and God and myself and, and how rare it was to have an occasion to talk about those things. And maybe your life is like that too, how rare it is to have the freedom that we give each other to talk about these things. And yet, what a privilege it is. And, um, you know, there's just really nothing I can say (laughs) beyond how grateful I am for this Course in Miracles and for the privilege we have to share it with each other. The world is so different than I thought it was, huh? (laughs) Today I claim the gifts forgiveness gives. And what are these gifts? What are these gifts that forgiveness gives? Well, (laughs) a lot of giving in there. I went back and counted in this section how many how many times the word give gave gift and given show up and and all the permutations of giving <laughs> and there's a lot of them and who'd have thought it would be like this huh Probably in the workbook, the lesson that most closely speaks to what this lesson today and what this reading today means to me is lesson 166. That lesson is, I am entrusted with the gifts of God. I am entrusted with the gifts of God. And when I think about that, I think back to the first part of this book where he says the Holy Spirit's lessons are only three. But if I learn these and learn them well, I'll I'll learn this course. To have, give all, to all, teach peace, to learn it, and be vigilant only for God and his kingdom. Those three lessons of the Holy Spirit come together in today's lesson, today I claim the gifts, forgiveness gives. I'm entrusted with the gifts of God. Who who has a gift would not share it because the joy of the gift is in the sharing of the gift and that's the nature of everything about God. This path 
in the Course in Miracles is so different from any other path to waking. You know, we don't have to spend hours and hours and hours in meditation. We don't have to beat ourselves into um, subjugation of the ego. We don't have to um, condemn ourselves and pray that we be forgiven by some force outside ourselves. This way is different. This way is the recognition of the gift so that I can give it and recognize it is my own to give. I claim the gifts forgiveness gives. And lesson 176, I'm entrusted with the gifts of God, goes through that lonely path that one who suffers and his feet are bleeding a little bit <laughs> because he's been so alone. What a sorry figure, weary, worn, in threadbare clothing with feet that bleed a little from the rocky road he walks. <laughs> Everyone who comes here has pursued the path he follows and has felt defeat and hopelessness as he is feeling them. Yet is he really tragic? when you see that he is following the way he chose and needs but realize capital W who walks with him and open up his treasures to be free give up this chosen self the one you made as a replacement for reality this self you savagely defend against all reason and evidence you don't need that your eyes are cast down that you might catch a glimpse of truth and be released from your own self-deception and set free. And now what happens? You feel Christ touch upon your shoulder and perceive his gentle hand directing you to look upon your gifts. How could you then proclaim your poverty in exile? <laughs> it would make you laugh at this perception of yourself. Now where's your self-pity? And the tragedy you sought to make for him who God appointed only joy. God's will does not oppose, it merely is. It is not God you imprisoned in your plan to lose your capital self. He doesn't know about that. And yet he reminds you of still one thing more you had forgotten for his touch on you has made you like himself the gifts you have are not for you alone what he has come to offer you you now must learn to give this is the lesson that his giving holds for he has saved you from the solitude you sought to make in which to hide from God he has reminded you of all the gifts that God has given you and he speaks as well of what becomes your will when you accept these gifts and recognize they are your own one year I was doing this lesson and you know thought about uh, the gifts that forgiveness kind forgiveness that he gives me has given me and that year I realized this phenomenal thing that is held out for all of us that we are entrusted with each other's care behold your role in all the universe has the Lord of love and life given you himself to save 
we're all mothers to each other <laughs> we're all seated with potential to bring the light to everything we look upon and have it lit up just have it lit up so that I can recognize myself what a phenomenal way what a phenomenal way that God gives us to lead us to himself it's unlike any other path I remember when you're I thought you know what the memory of God in the face of Christ return to me return to me when I learn to share his gifts that's all it takes that's all it takes to share his gifts give what he has given me it is the privilege of the forgiven to forgive he doesn't say it's the duty or the right or the responsibility or the burden or the sacrifice or any other word that ego uses to convince us that we are not what we seem to be <laughs> no it's our privilege it's our privilege I'm entrusted with the gifts of God and that year I realized that everything in creation is God's gift to me everything you're God's gift to me and you know what happens to the heart when you realize that God's given you everything I mean it's just an explosion this space I I made to keep the other off that I'm guarded and defended use judgment to keep me alone you know now I know what he means when he says in course of love the world does not keep you separate you keep yourself separate from the world when you realize that that the only the only thing that you guarded and defended was a non-existent space you'll throw wide the doors to your own heart it's it's impossible to the ego but this adventure this whole adventure is an undertaking in which we seek to prove to each other the ego does not exist it isn't you it isn't me it never was the truth he says I am the atonement capital a In the beginning was the word the word was God the word was with God capital W to accept atonement for myself is to accept my Christ identity and that identity is shared that's just a fact and so the journey here the journey here is one that we all undertake together to prove to prove to each other that an opposite to God does not exist that's our purpose it's a holy purpose <laughs> and as we join together in the light what blesses us but the light I stand at the end I stand at the the end says Jesus Christ I stand at the end should there ever be a failure or 
or a lack of love because that can't be true. Your adventure is to prove there is such thing as a lack of love by sharing your abundance. I have to convince myself that there is no lack. And the only way I can do that is to share what I've been given. And in the sharing of what I've been given, I learn that there is no opposite to God. What does it mean, he says, to tell you that there is no such thing as a lack of love? What could that mean to you in your experience but that you prove it to yourself? I must prove that to myself. And the only way, the only way I can do that is to recognize his touch upon my shoulder has made me like himself. And all he sees is innocence everywhere. All of it's given. All of it. I don't have to do anything. It's all given. For a little willingness that this should be your choice. What is temptation but to be a thing you are not? He says, all of it's given. But this should be my choice. Would I rather see your holiness than condemn you to some version of myself that I've projected onto you? That's the problem of this world. I've projected error. Together we project error. That's what made the world what it is today, or what we think it is, or what so many, so many think it is today. We can change all that. We will change all that. It will be changed. And it's the privilege, it's the privilege of every soul to recognize this and only this is the truth. We, we get to do that before we die. We don't have to die to know this. We can know it now. And all it costs is that I'd be willing to see the truth and not a projection of my own error. That's all. That this should be my choice. And in that choice I am given back to myself and recognize that there is not anything that is not part of me. Nothing, nothing that is not part of me. How glorious we are. How beautiful we are. Littleness should never be my choice because it's what I give myself. The Son of God is not saved from anything. The Son of God is saved for glory. Glory is shared. Love is shared. Innocence is shared. Holiness is shared. There isn't anything in this creation that isn't shared because God gave us himself. And it's just a privilege to share that with you all. I'm complete. Thank you, Lori, and everybody. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. It was wonderful. Thank you. Miss Lemoyne's still there. 
Yes, Harrison. I was just trying to figure out the first word. Um, thanks, Lori, for emphasizing that. You made me look. And give give as a word is in there. Is in this reading four times. And forgiveness, I think three. Um, or four, I think. But <laughs> your emphasis on what is given. That's in there a dozen times. <laughs> and that's perfect. Uh, do you have a separate close you'd like to bring to us, Lauren? Well, you know what? A um, couple of things. But I'll just rest right here with God's witnesses, which is what we are. In the same way, we cannot give ourselves our innocence. He says you cannot wake yourself, yet you can let yourself be wakened. You can overlook your brother's dreams so perfectly. Can you forgive him his illusions? He becomes your savior from your dreams. And as you see him shining in the space of light where God abides within the darkness, you will see that God himself is where his body is. Before this light, the body disappears as heavy shadows must give way to light. The darkness cannot choose that it remain. The coming of the light means it is gone. In glory, you will see your brother then and understand what really fills the gap so long perceived as keeping you apart. There in its place, God's witness has set forth the gentle way of kindness to God's Son. Whom you forgive has given power to forgive you, your illusions. By your gift of freedom is it given unto you. Make way for love, which you did not create, but which you can extend. On earth, this means forgive your brother that the darkness may be lifted from your mind. When light has come to him through your forgiveness, he will not forget his Savior, leaving him unsaved. For it was in your face he saw the light that he would keep beside him as he walks through darkness to the everlasting life. How holy are you that the Son of God can be your Savior in the midst of dreams of desolation and disaster. So I do thank you all. Amen. Thank you, Lori. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. Thanks, everybody. Love you guys. Great call, Lori. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Have a great day, everybody. You too, Harrison. Back outside.